What's up, everybody? My name is Adam, and I'm the host of the You Know Adam Same podcast, the show that is dedicated on bringing on passionate people, learning about their stories, and delivering value to entrepreneurs. So if that's what you're interested in, go ahead and follow, like, and subscribe. You know what I'm saying? How's it going, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the You Know Adam Same podcast, where you get to know just a little bit more about people, passions, and all things business. Today, right on the couch inside the podcast studio, I have Taylor and Matt from Hollingworth Homes. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Yes, excited for you guys to be here. I'm looking forward to uh, hearing uh, about the story of how Hollingsworth Homes started, as well as the journey that it took to get here. So for those that don't know, what type of company is Hollingsworth Homes? (laughs) So so we are a custom home builder based here in Bullitt County. Um, And we've done some speculative houses, um, which is basically you go build a house uh, without a contract and then you you sell it, which is kind of a traditional way. Or you can uh, find somebody to build a house for and sign a contract and then go build a house. Um, And so we really, coming into this year, had to figure out who we wanted to be, Mm. right? Did we want to go build spec houses or did we want to build custom houses? And I don't know if, how much you know about the real estate market, but at the end of last year, demand really dried up as interest rates were rising. Correct. So we said, well, we don't really know what's going to happen in 2023. I think we really need to focus on being a custom home builder this year. Um, and so that's so from January this year, we just went all in, focus on being custom home builder. Um, and that's a, that kind of gets us to where we are now from the start of this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're a custom home builder. Gotcha. And, that, and that's that's really what our brand is. So any of the speculative stuff we do is looks custom. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Is custom home building something that you've always had an interest in? Ooh, well, it, I think that really goes back to our background, right? So I went to school to be an engineer. So I went to okay. Georgia Tech, got okay. my bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering, and then stayed and did my master's degree. Okay. So as I was coming up, you know, I wanted... Uh, engineering was, you know, really where my focus was. I did some co-oping at Gulfstream when I was in college. And my uncle was a professor at Georgia Tech. And he's like, Matt, if you really want to do anything true engineering nowadays, you really need to go get a master's degree. The mm-hmm. curriculum for an undergrad degree hadn't changed in the last 50 years. So if you want to, like, go do something really good, you you need to get a master's degree. So I did. Yeah. Then I did uh, engineering consulting, just doing, like, HVAC systems for manufacturing plants. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a lot different than working aerospace engineer That's right, right. at Gulfstream. And then from there, transition to work at Georgia Southern as a mechanical engineer there. So basically- For I'm Georgia Southern- For Georgia Southern okay. University. So I worked in their planning, design, and construction group as a mechanical engineer. Okay. So I had purview over everything mechanical related on campus. So new constructions, existing buildings, everything mechanical engineering like went through me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, another role that I had there was managing construction projects. Mm-hmm. Most of my projects were mechanical-related construction projects, but also did re- renovations and stuff. So I really got into commercial construction project management, really, when I was there. That's that's half the story, right? Uh, yeah. So to, to answer your question, you know, that's a long-winded answer to say no, did not always want to be a home builder. Kind of right? just like... We stumbled into it. Yeah. We, it was, we really stumbled into it. And so we... When I was still in engineering consultant, I worked for Arthur Engineering, and we went and flipped a house. We mm. partnered up with a guy, flipped a house down in Ludowisi, um, and so we got into real estate. Really, mm. we got into real estate first. What year was this? 
This was in 2017, fall okay. of 2017. We closed on our first deal that we were going to go flip a property. We sold it in February of 2018. And um, from there, we were like, okay, cool. We flipped a house, made some money, learned how to flip a house. Like, let's go do another one. Mm-hmm. So we found a house here in Statesboro. So we went and bought that one to flip. Meanwhile, we, we bought our first rental property. So this time I was just consuming everything, real estate investing that, that I could consume. Sure. Um, and then so fast forward uh, from 2018 up till 2021 when we did our first new construction. Uh, up to that point, we had done all renovations. We bought our own house, you know, renovated it, bought rental properties, renovated them. So had done a lot in terms of construction, if you will. Sure. From a renovation standpoint and in real estate. Uh, but had never built a house. Mm-hmm. And then there was a guy that joined our group at Georgia Southern, and he came from residential home building in Savannah. And I was like, man, you know, it'd be cool to build a house from scratch versus like renovating houses. So I approached him and was like, look, man, here's what we do. If there's ever an opportunity where we can partner up on something and you could teach me how to build a house, like, like I'd be interested in that. Yeah. So we did. So we did, yep. That's <laughs> awesome. So that was our first house. We built a house here in Statesboro and then. One of the neighborhoods, yeah. Um, and so that's how we kind of transitioned from going to school for engineering to doing our first house. You know, uh, businesses that are um, done by uh, couples, these are very challenging because not only do you see each other at work, but you also <laughs> see each other at home, right. you know, and it's very much a team effort to get it across the board. Right. So how has, you know, being a team been beneficial for your guys's company? That's a good question. Good you want me to answer that? Oh, yeah. I think you could probably add to it. But um, so we're learning still, I would say. So I've been full time in our home building business for over a year. And Matt um, is now full time since February of this year. So we're still learning on how to operate, I think, on a day to day basis. Um, the cool thing is that we are different mm-hmm. in our strengths and our weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And we do a good job of um, building each other up in the areas where we are weak. Um, he I always says more of the knowledge base um, part of it. And at the time when I was full time by myself, I was the day to day get stuff done, the doer, uh-huh. um, which I love. I'm a checklist person. You know, I like to check things off like got this done, got this done. Um, but he's more of the knowledge base. I really didn't have, I don't have a background at all in construction or mm-hmm. anything related to that. So, um, but if someone tells me what to do and how to do it, I'm going to go get it done and figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, which there was a learning curve. Um, so I had to learn to ask questions from my husband on a day to day basis instead of doing stuff myself, which I was used to. Um, so that's been very humbling um, to to work. I have to work with them to make sure that things are going seamless and smooth and um, and work through those um, issues that might come up. Um, and we have to work as a team to get them get them solved. But um, but yeah, it's it's been challenging. Not not gonna lie. Well, well let's talk about like kind of like the the advice that you would have, right? Because I'm yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of businesses that are, uh, you know, um, married couples that are going at it together, trying to get like mm-hmm. you know formulate something. And I, I think that you know my my parents are like this, right? Like they are they work together, uh, they're together 24 uh, seven. And yet I've seen also some situations where it has the ability to kind of like tear things apart. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you give for you know, people that, 
you know, have uh, this aspiration of launching a business together? And, you know, how do you get things moving instead of like towards the right direction as opposed to towards the wrong direction? Right. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. So I think most importantly, it's the relationship you have with each other, right? I mean, that's first and foremost over your business. Of course, you want your business to be successful, but the relationship that we have with each other is the most important. Um, mm. And from there, you know, we can we can work through things mm -hmm. um, on that kind of mindset. But I think one of the advice I would give is maybe to um, build each other up and encourage each other, but stay in your lane. Mm. Um, there's good things that, you know, that we each know how to contribute to our business. And now we've kind of know, okay, this is something I'm good at. Yep. You know, I'm going to be the one who does it. Let's not mix the two um, because, you know, we have different ideas and different minds. He's mm -hmm. very much engineering black and white mindset, you know, and like, it's got to be this or this. There's no gray area. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm come from a marketing background. So I've got more of creative and um, client relationship, sure. um, that kind of dynamic. So uh, we tell each other this sometimes we've kind of had to learn the hard way, but stay in your lane. Yeah. Um, you know, do the things that you know that your significant <laughs> other is good at and let them handle it and, and let them be good at it. Um, mm -hmm. uh, for example, um, when I was full time, um, I was the boots on the ground, the day to day projects. Um, and when he came full time on the projects as well, it was kind of like a shift where I was no longer the project manager and mm, he was, which yeah. was the goal the whole time. Um, but it, it, it was like, okay, what do I do now? You mm. know, you've kind of taken this responsibility away from me, even though it was very helpful for you to be the one to do it because you've got the knowledge. What, you know, that was something I was doing, but sure. that's not something that was my strength. It was, um, one of my, you know, weaknesses that I needed help on a day to day. So for him to take over that role and, use his gift and his talents um, towards that, but still be there to build him up and support him is really what I need to be doing, not mm -hmm. trying to keep that role um, going, but stay in my lane and he stays in his lane. And if we need to fill in for each other in different areas, then so be it. But yeah, what do you think? Yeah, so <laughs> it's really challenging, right? So above all else, like like Taylor's my wife, mm. right? And she's the mother of our kids. Mm. Right? So she needs to be lifted up in that way first. And if you bring home business-related stuff that's frustrating, mm. then I can't lift her up in that really important role, right? So like she said, it's really important that you build each other up. And so I think it's really important uh, that regularly, on some sort of regular cadence, uh, you, you self-reflect. How am I doing? How are we doing? What do I need to do to get better so that I can support her better, right? And that regular cadence of self-reflection and improvement really is is super important to making sure that everything continues to roll right because the last thing you want to do is be excited about getting in business together and going to do something really cool to just crumble exactly right? mm -hmm. and so uh i'll give I'll give one example of examples are really cool, to, yeah because it's it's one thing to say something, but to, to be able to hear an example, I think is really helpful. So when she was full-time, right, granted, she came from a business marketing background. And so I've been in, you know, more of the construction stuff than she has. And so she was managing our first uh, custom project and she was calling me, asking me questions, right? Well, I'm like, it work. And she's calling, right? So I'm trying to answer the phone as I can, the best I can and answer her questions. 
But the way I would respond to her questions was like, you don't already know this. Mm. Like you don't understand. Right. And so that was not helpful for her. Right. And so she was like, well, who who you think you talking to? <laughs> well, who you like, think you talking to right now? I'm just not going to call you anymore if I'm not going to get any help, right? <laughs> so, I like it. Um, so I found out real quick, like, the, the way I respond to her questions, like, there's a huge learning curve. She's never built a house before, mm. right? Like, she's managing the day. We're building the house, but she's managing the day-to-day, right? That's right. So I can't have this expectation, like, she shouldn't already know this or, like, what? Like, so... Again, self-reflect, okay, really got to be more open and positive. Like if she has a question, explain it, take the opportunity to to teach versus, you know, oh, you don't already know this, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a really good like tangible example of, you know, something that could turn around and she could be mad at me when she gets home, right? And then we're all mad, right? Or, you know, you take that, you learn from it, and then you get better. So I love that. I mean, the communication, I, I think that that's like super critical, but then being able to understand kind of like where you guys are emotionally to figure out like how you guys can move forward. I think that's absolutely, you know, a great sign of the partnership that you guys have in business as well as like, you know, personally. Um, You know, I I think what's interesting here is that you guys have done something very successfully, uh, which is this transition. And I talk about it a lot on the show because I think that that leap of faith is such a scary moment in time that regardless of what business you're getting into that you have to face. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys remember kind of like going back in, in time and, and thinking about, cause like, it seems like you guys kind of like eased into it, right? Like there's first the rental property and, uh, and you guys kind of like built from there. Mm-hmm. Do you remember, uh, ever having a moment in time and saying like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not like, do I, do I do this? Do I not do this? Taking that leap of faith. That's what I like to call it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, did you guys have a moment during the company's kind of like growth that you guys were saying like, Oh, like, are we ready to do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You sure. No, you got it. I want to hear from yeah. both of you. Yeah, Cause yeah. I mean, the, <laughs> yeah, we both have unique yeah. perspectives, right? So, um, I have a good mentor of mine, which is the guy we uh, flipped that first house with. Got you. We had built our first house and we were getting ready to, to start on this custom. And I asked him, I was like, look, man, I told Taylor, we can't go build this house unless one of us is full time. We can't go build a custom house part time um, and and be really successful and do a good job. So, like, what's the plan? You think I should leave first? You think she should leave her job first? Like, what does that look like? Right. And so based off of, you know. With Georgia Southern, I carried insurance and benefits and things like that, the security blanket, if you will. Sure. Um, and she didn't have that through her job, although it might have been available. I just don't – we just had it through my work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he said, look, Taylor needs to leave her job first. She can manage the day-to-day stuff. You can help support her from, you know, the time that you have. Um, so anyways, he laid out this plan, and then he said after that, you know, you'll get busy enough that, you you know, you'll end up having to leave your job after that, but she mm. needs to go first. So to answer your question, it was it was really, you know, we, we had a mentor who kind of poured into us and laid out a plan that he thought would work for us. Mm-hmm. And then we just went and executed, if you will. Right. Yeah. And right. it happened a lot, I would say, sooner than we thought, sooner than I thought um, for you to follow like a year behind. Um, but we got busy. So yeah. that was the plan that we had. Um, it was like, you know, we've got another contract, but, you know, you're still not full time. But if we get another contract, you've got to be full time because we yeah. can't build another custom home with you, you know, just me being full time. So um, just with the quality of work that we want to provide for people. And let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. So what is the quality of work that you hope to provide uh, with the projects that you guys are a part mm-hmm. of? 
so everything that we do obviously is is top notch, right? Mm-hmm. And so so in custom houses, you provide a service, not a product, right? Okay. Like I'm not building a product and selling a product. I'm offering a service, right? And so it's very very customer based. Really good communication, which she communicates better than I do. Like I'm like, hey, here's my list of stuff. I'm gonna go do this. Okay, I gotta talk to him about something. You know, let me go work through it with him. Or she's more proactive in that. Where, hey, we need to be communicating X, Y, Z. I know we haven't really talked about it in a little while, but they need to know these things. Talking about the client, right? Yeah. And yeah. so I'm like, okay, great. I'm glad you mentioned that. Let me go talk to him about that mm-hmm. because all I'm doing, like, I'm focused on going and working. Sure. And then yeah. if I come across something where we need to talk about an issue, come up with a solution, then, and so she does a really good job. But in terms of like what we, you know, level of service, I mean, obviously everything that we do from our subs to working with our clients like is is like top notch and we won't <laughs> accept anything less than that, mm-hmm. right? What we've come, I mean, what we've had to realize is that this is the first time that they may be going through this and the only time that someone may be going through this big life change, you know, building a house and making it their forever home. Um, so I kind of sat on the client side and like, you know, I want them to know and be communicated clearly to them because we want it to be a fun process. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes things come up and <laughs> surprises happen or expectations are not um, what they think it is, you know, and, and we're still working through some of that too. But um, the ultimate goal is that they enjoy the process as much as possible and that we communicate clearly and give them exactly what they expected mm-hmm. um, and go beyond uh, um, really their, hopefully their expectations. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, I think, right, so like on the front end of any project is uh, the, there has to be some a certain level of communication on the front end to set expectations, right? Um, the real estate market has been really crazy over the last year, almost two years now. That's right. And it's been very easy to go pick up work, you know, p- plenty of people looking to build, right? And so it, you know, you can throw out a ballpark price or say, you know, yep, looking at plans, I can build it for this amount. Um, but cost uh, of things go up, right? Um, and you know, something like lumber goes up and down, right? So one thing that we found actually in one of our projects that we're, you know, getting ready to start now is a lot of uh, some builders don't necess- don't spend enough time up front, you know, getting everything detailed out and ironed out that they want in the house, mm-hmm. which then you don't really realize, but until later on in the project where things were missed or, well, I thought I was getting this, right? They There was some expectation that a client had that wasn't discussed on the front end. And then once it's getting installed, it's like, well, that's not what I want. Like, this is what I want. We never talked about this. Well, then that's going to be more because this is what I price. Mm. So we go through a really, really detailed like specifications on the front end. And we go through every line item on a project. And we talk about specifics to try and get things as accurate as possible from an estimating standpoint. Mm. So that as we work through a project, as we go down through the budget, you know, we're under budget on most things, right? Mm. Uh, now, there's going to be some things where there's a cost overrun or some site-specific thing that caused us to use more brick uh, than what we estimated. Uh, but generally speaking, you're going to have some items that you're overrun, some that you're underrun. But ultimately, when you hit the bottom line, you know, we want to be in budget. Sure. And because, you know, when you build a house, one of the most stressful things is, is paying for a house. Sure. Right? The money, right? Going over, having to come out of pocket, those kind of things. And so... Uh, so we track those budgets with our clients on a regular basis and it's our job on the front end to communicate, here's what you're going to get for this price. And when you sign a contract and you go, 
the the biggest fear that we ever have is that we have an unmet expectation, mm -hmm. right? Where we didn't communicate something well enough up front and they had some expectation and we didn't meet it. Yeah, of course. Right? So the better job we do on the front end of going through all these specifications and doing communicating on the front end, we can set an expectation. Then we go perform and we just meet that expectation and then you're satisfied. So there's something really interesting in here because uh, we talk about kind of like the communication and setting the expectation. Mm -hmm. How do you communicate when, you know, uh, some somebody's shopping for homes, right? Mm -hmm. And how do you communicate the level of expertise that you guys are putting towards that project when in reality, I think a lot of customers are simply looking at where their budget's at. Like, so yeah. they're kind of like, oh, I won't put this out to bid. I'm gonna put yeah. like, you know, you know, five, 10 homes out to bid and yeah. or, or not put put this to, you know, these contractors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you guys get what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> but like, you know, how, how does that, how do you communicate that to yeah. the end consumer? So our process is when someone reaches out to us and they're interested in building, first thing we do is we set up an initial consultation. And that's kind of like this, where we sit down and we have a conversation about where are you at? Mm -hmm. Do you already have the land and the plans and a budget and I've talked to the bank or have you done none of this? Mm -hmm. right? Like, hey, we know we want to build. We're closing on a piece of land and we want to start talking to builders, right? So we have that initial consultation and figure out where they are in the process. And then we ask, hey, have you reached out to any other builders to see what this might cost you? Mm -hmm. Right. And the idea behind that is that we figure out whether they're price shopping or not. And if they say, yeah, we've reached out to one or two other builders, we know that they're likely it's possible that they're price shopping. So we take the opportunity to explain, look, you know, um, that's probably a, a, a fair price. Uh, what we do is if you're interested in working with us, um, you would sign a contract with us and put down a deposit. Um, but before that, what we'll do, if you're interested in working with us, we'll go sit down and do a detailed specifications list. And we're going to go get an exact price on everything that you want. So you know exactly what you can get for the price. Mm -hmm. And then if we need to adjust it, we can, right? And so we like to get as involved as early as possible. Mm -hmm. So uh, working with Brandon at Water's Edge, if we've Shout got a client. Shout out, Brandon. Yeah. Um, if we've got a client, which we have a project now, where they use Brandon for their plans. Mm. They went and designed a house. We put a budget to it. It was over budget. So then we're able to make design decisions mm -hmm. and take things out or adjust things in their project to get us in budget. Right. right? The last thing that we want is for someone to be house poor because that's right. no fun. We want yeah. them to be able to enjoy their you know home and be able to still do stuff with their kids you know, right. or right. their family. So. so anyways, we can we can detail that budget and mm -hmm. curtail it to to fit their budget and we can make design changes while they're designing it at no extra cost on either end to detail that out. Right. And so in that consultation, we explain what our process is and that, hey, if you want to work with us, this is what we're going to do. And I think explaining to them that level of detail that we're going to go to to cater to them and help them out, make sure their project's successful, I think in itself um, really helps sell projects, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've, I've kind of built construction before uh, just with some of the projects that I've worked on. And, you know, one of the things is uh, projects are notorious, notorious yeah. for, you know, either, you know, falling out of budget, right? Like going, sure. going too much. So mm -hmm. the process that you take, I think really is able to mitigate that because, mm -hmm. you know, being able to communicate and effectively say like, Hey, th there's some danger areas here. Mm -hmm. Um, what, 
in your experience, really gave you the ability to navigate these type of waters, right? Because, you know, to a certain extent, like, you know, there's just rising costs. For example, mm -hmm. like, you know, this lumber crisis that we had, like that when prices just went through the <laughs> roof and we were like, what's going on? Right. Like, why is it this expensive? Yeah. We were in the middle yeah. of a project when that happened, we or at least pricing two, it out, I think. If you go back yeah. and look at lumber prices and how they went up and then came back down and then went back up, Every t the first two houses we started was like right at the peak. Oh my goodness! Mm -hmm. And it just happened to work out like that, where it was like, "Hey, we're ordering a lumber package, and it's here, right?" What should have been like a twenty thousand dollar lumber package was like a forty three thousand. Oh my goodness! What was supposed to be like a twenty seven thousand dollar lumber package was like a fifty something thousand dollar. How, how how does that happen? What's going on here? Who? Where is this? Where is this money? <laughs> should I get into the lumber prices. business or what? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Uh, we had to work through some crazy. stuff on that. Yeah. So how, how do you how do you so how do you guys handle that? Do you communicate with what we do yes. is we always give always give this example. I say, look, uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna price your house, we're gonna build a budget, and then we're gonna do the best we can to stay in that budget. And all of our contracts are cost plus. Okay. If lumber prices go up, I don't wanna pay for that. Right. Like I'm providing a service, not a product. Sure. If I was providing a product, then I gotta pay for those costs of goods, right? If I'm providing a service, like you guys are going to pay for the cost of the material and the labor, and then you're going to pay a fee to us for managing it and providing a good service. Mm -hmm. Right. So I always give this example of garage doors. Okay. The first house we built, we, the garage door was $1,400. Okay. We priced a house and I said, look, let's put uh, two, uh, we had gotten an qu updated quote of like 1500 on that one. So I said, look, let's put like, I think it was like 1800 mm -hmm. in the budget. Put an extra $300 yeah. in case this garage door gets a little bit more expensive before it's installed. By the time we got ready to install that garage door, it was 2300 bucks. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's across the course of about a year, right? So we priced it one summer, you know, January of the following year, we're like ready to hit go. And so it's the next summer, you know, when that house is wrapping so up. Mm -hmm. So about a year in that time frame, it went from $1,400 where it was, where we installed one to 2300 bucks the next year, right? And it just was crazy. Like, yeah. So I always tell this as an example of like, look, we're going to price it, you know, we're going to put some contingencies on material in case we need to order a little bit more material. Um, but if it goes up, like, you know, you guys have to pay for it, but we can make decisions and cut things out if we need to, mm -hmm. right? In real time. Right, in yeah. real time. So as we're going through it, like we're not going to necessarily install everything as is if we don't need to, right? If we need to back off of some finishes, mm -hmm. um, then we will to make sure that you guys get what you need. Stay and mm -hmm. we'll try and advise you guys along the way what's easy to do later on, right? Like if we need to cut out a kitchen backsplash and we need to cut out part of the landscaping, those things are relatively easy to come in and do later on that's not intrusive and you're tearing things out, right? Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So we, try and, so we try and just take all that experience and help advise them through mm -hmm. the process, right? Mm -hmm. Which in home building, hopefully if you're working with a good builder, they're doing that for you, right? Yeah. Because that's part of the service you're paying for is to help you work through the budget, help you make decisions, obviously coordinate the work for you. But then at the end of the day, uh, you get as much as you can for that budget that you had, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we in the beginning as well, we asked, you know, what are your non negotiables? What are things that you're not mm. willing to settle for? Um, so that we know up front, okay, you know, these are things that they're not going to budge on, but maybe we can kind of guide them in this line item area. Um, like Matt said, to come back later and finish um, some of those areas that they could really cut some cost on if there are some overages on other line items um, in the budget. So, um, it's it's uh, almost daily thing, almost a weekly 
at least well, yeah. um, that we're looking at the budget um, in real time and just evaluating um, because, I mean, we really aren't sure what prices will do um, by the time that we get ready to install. And um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely working yeah. through that all the time. Let's talk a little bit about background. So, you know, I know that you come from kind of like a marketing design mm -hmm. uh, background um, on your side, engineering. Mm -hmm. uh, how has your experiences ultimately played into this organization? Mm, that's a good question. So I'll kind of touch back on the um, the client side of things and marketing. Um, I worked at Davis Marketing Company. Shout out. Um, shout out. Shout out, Scotty. Scotty. Shout out, Scotty. <laughs> you coming Scotty, on the show soon? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. She's incredible, though. She's. I learned so much from working there. I've worked there for four and a half years, and mm. she truly um, – I think I was supposed to start out like part time. She was still a small business at that time. Mm. Um, but she just gave me the opportunity and uh, we took off with it. I mean, yeah. it just grew um, as we hired um, some more people on. But it, she just really believed in me um, mm. and really like gave me the reins on a lot of stuff, um, which I've been able to apply in our business. Mm. Um, so I treated her company like my own yep. um truly i felt that that i was that invested in it that i um it was mine you know and she made sure that we all felt that we were uh, you know invested in it in that way it wasn't just um a nine to five job at all it was something that we really cared about but um but on the client side of things i got to work with a lot of different types of clients um just different backgrounds different businesses and industries and um so it's kind of um, transitioned into, you know, not just working with clients, but subcontractors. Um, I dealt a lot with subcontractors um, when I was full time by myself. And um, I love getting to work with them. Um, I think being a woman in uh, that environment is uh, challenging sometimes. Mm. But ultimately, I mean, I, you know, they respected me and I res made sure that I showed respect to them as well. Um, but then I also just, um, because of the learning curve, you know, I, I asked questions to them too, you know, not because I didn't know, um, you know, why they were doing things certain ways, but I truly wanted to learn. Um, so just that teamwork aspect that we had at, in the marketing, you have to, you know, work together as a team, you know, and, and we've, we're really big on working with our subcontractors and building a good, we call it the A-team, um, A -team. the A-team. We like to have our A-team. It's not just someone we just willy-nilly, you know, like contact up and, you know, get, you know, several quotes from, you know, we find someone that we're, what we find really um, great at what they do. Um, we're going to invest in them and their company mm. um, and get to know them. It's not just on a surface level relationship basis. You know, we really get to know our subcontractors and, um, one in particular that we like to show some love to is um, our friend Jacob. He he does our foundation and um, that sort of thing, brick. And, oh, there's a um, story here. Well, we just like to, we, we've got a special relationship with him. We, uh -huh. we really do. And he, um, we just felt leveraged. Like, let's just get him some Chick-fil-A lunch one day. You know, uh -huh. like they're doing such an awesome job. Let's just invest in them so that they know that we're just not, you know, um, calling them up just to work on, like we're invested in them. Like we really yeah. want to get to know them and, um, learn more, um, from them. Um, and you could probably touch more on, on that, but, um, yeah, I mean, in terms of my background, uh, 
I feel like it's just a hodgepodge of experience, if you will, right? Like, obviously, I'm very type A in the, like, there's a there's a right way to do something, right? Mm. And I've had a hard time, not a hard time, it's been a little bit of a challenge learning that there's, like, a good, better, best, mm. right? And we want to operate in the best, right? Um, but, you know, uh, sometimes I get hung up on, like, is this right or wrong, right? Like, is this the right way to do it or it's not right? Well, it's not this that wrong, but there's a good, better, best, right? Mm. And so sometimes we got to find you know, where the good, better, best is and obviously operate in the best. So in terms of like background, it's just a hodgepodge of like, you know, you have your educational background and you kind of have your experience background. Mm -hmm. And the experience has been through professional, right? Where like working at Georgia Southern and managing some construction projects. But then also like getting our hands dirty, like renovating properties ourselves and doing stuff. And, you know, we learned on our second flip that we we had to fire somebody. Mm. Right. And it was like, that was like, I was 26 years old, you know, flipping a <laughs> rent, flipping a property, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. you know, and you got to like, yeah. just say, hey man, sorry, it's like, tough. this just ain't going to work out, you know, we're going to mm-hmm. move on. And, and nowadays, you know, we've fired plenty of people, right? Like if you, if you're not operating here in best, right, and it's not going, like, let's just go ahead and end this now. Like you got more things that you can be doing. We get, you know, we need to make sure we're operating here in best. And so it, obviously that conversation is a little bit more comfortable nowadays. Sure. Um, but I say all that to say that it's, it's, for, it's just a hodgepodge of the conversations we've had to deal with, the things that we've had, problems we've had to solve, you know, the opportunities professionally that I've had, right? So then also like network, right? So like I have a good relationship with, you know, good commercial contractors. Mm. And if I have any questions, hey, I call them up. Hey, I'm dealing with this, this, and this. Well, what would you do, mm. right? And so really pulling, you know, from, you know, people that are, you know, becoming friends of ours uh, that are contractors that are willing to share, right, and teach. Mm. And so we always try and do the same thing too, where if anybody ever has any questions, yeah, this is, you know, we've done this, this, and this, this is who, what we would do. Or, you know, call this person, you know, this is, this is your guy that's going to be able to, you know, do your trim, you know, jam up job. That's what you want. I love that. You know, one of the things that in this answer that really caught my attention, I've been kind of like sitting on it for a little bit was that you, you, you treated the business as if it was your own, right? Like, I think that the energy that you put towards working for somebody else ultimately is going to come out when you are working for your own business. Mm-hmm. If you can't do a, you know, a temp, like an A plus job, an A team job <laughs> in the terminology of Holling, Hollingsworth, <laughs> uh, if you can't do that for somebody else, there's no way that you're going to be able to do it for, your for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, and, and I, I, I really, res- that really resonated with me because I remember when I was working for or, you know, uh, various different companies, I would always be the first one in, last one out, regardless of if, if it was like, you know, like I was, you know, on, on ownership or not. So that's a really important piece of advice, I think, that a, launch, a lot of entrepreneurs or people that want to break into entrepreneurship need to really listen to is like, it, it's not like easy. It's not just going to be like, okay, it's here, right? Mm-hmm. You have to put in the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what's kind of on the horizon for you guys? So, you know, obviously this is now a full-time, uh, you know, role that you guys yeah. both are playing. You guys are both finding kind of like, you know, the the details of it. What is the dream for your guys' company? <laughs> so we're gonna, you know, keep on chugging along with the the custom home side of things, um, especially this year. We've got some contracts underway that are um, getting started soon. So we're getting busy, which is good. And um, we're also, you know, looking for some help too, actually, at this point, which we didn't think it would happen this soon, but we've really been blessed that it has grown like it has and that 
um, people are so interested in building. And um, so we're looking forward to that this year and um, just continue to grow that. We've got some projects coming up in different areas, which is cool. Um, we've been primarily in Bullitt County, but we are trying to expand a little bit, get mm -hmm. our feet wet in different areas um, just to kind of test the waters and see, you know, and get some more houses in our portfolio, really. Um, just try some new things out, different things out and keep learning and work with, um, you know, other people and continue to learn and grow from from our experiences. But, um, you know, one of our biggest things I'll say that it's been our goal before we even went full time is um, giving. Um, and that's in in the way that I'm saying that, I mean that um, as we continue to grow our business and be successful, um, that's not just for us to keep and to harness, mm. you know, we are called to, um, and we firmly believe that God has been able to give us this platform to give to others ultimately um, as we become successful and um, and grow the business. And we think that we've that we can do that together as a team, but that we're not supposed to keep that to ourselves. We're supposed to um, spread that to other people and other places of the world and and locally too. I mean, we just really have a heart for giving um even though we're not i feel like at the capacity where we feel like we can make a huge difference mm. um we've been able to do some things in the past but we just really that's like ultimate goal ultimate mindset with having a business is to not just keep it focused on um, what matt and taylor are able to accomplish you know it's it's not us it's um you know for a bigger purpose wow. honestly so mm -hmm. and we've got other things i could you know go into um that we really have um, thought about that we want to be our ultimate goal. Um, but, and we're hoping that it comes to fruition with us being able to keep building this, but um, I don't know what, if you want to expand on any yeah. of that. Well, but. I mean, we don't necessarily want to build every house in Bullet County. Right. Mm. Right. There's, there's lots of builders out there. There's plenty of work to go around. You know, we, we have kind of hit a little niche, if you will, and the things that we like, um, and I don't know, think it, it was necessarily intentional, but, you know, the, the modern farmhouse is kind of popular right now, right? Mm. And so, you know, we like building, you know, second or third homes. We don't, there's nothing wrong with a starter home, right? Um, but, you know, the little niche that we've hit are, are above starter homes. So we mm -hmm. like to do really cool stuff, right? So the cooler the features that we can do in a house, like the more fun it is and unique. We get like cool pictures and, and do cool things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and so, so anyways, we want to be, I think longer term, you know, we want to continue to work on building really cool houses and kind of carve, you know, continue to carve out that niche of like doing really cool houses and be a little bit more selective in what we do. Um, and, but yeah, I mean, similar to what Taylor said, um, you know, we, we made a commitment before we started even building houses, we were renovating properties. It was like, Hey, we're, you know, we're going to give a percentage of everything we do in real estate. Right. Mm. Now we work full time in real estate. Right. Yeah. So, so it's kind of cool, but we, we did make that commitment, you know, to ourselves that we would give a portion of that. That's awesome. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, everything we do, we, we try and be as open book as possible too. Sure. Right. So like we love to share our knowledge and what we do, 
We love to share our story. So hopefully maybe it inspires somebody else to. We, we need more know. entrepreneurs like you guys, right? Like I mm-hmm. think that at the end of the day, uh, the generosity I think is one element, but a, a realization that there's enough business for everybody to eat, right? Like, you yeah. know, and, and not to kind of like try to box people out or, mm-hmm. you know, do that sort of thing. I, I think it's so important for this community to have that type of element. Um, you know, like, so in terms of kind of uh, looking more like into the future, you know, is there uh, a point where you guys are going to feel like, you know, I, are you ever going to be satisfied, right? I, I think that's a, an element of uh, entrepreneurship that's really interesting to me. Um, mm. Because for me, it's like, it's it's this I treat it like a game and I probably shouldn't treat it like a game, <laughs> mm. but it's like, Hey, like, you know, what are, what are these other things? Like what, what else yeah. is out there? Um, but when, when will, will you, is there a appetite in which you guys are like, Hey, like I've achieved my goal. Mm. No. Mm. no, that's the answer no. that I was that's looking for. So I heard a quote the other day uh-huh. um, and it, it came out of the question is like, Hey, you know, how do I know if I'm supposed to be an entrepreneur, mm. right? Like, how do I, how do I know? And the, the answer was that this guy gave was, you know, if you're working for somebody else and, you know, working nine to five, if you're supposed to be an entrepreneur, you'll feel suffocated, mm. right? Like you'll feel completely suffocated. And, and that resonates with me. Like you wouldn't believe. And so, um, and so we've thought about that, right? We've had conversations with others about like when's enough enough, right? Mm-hmm. When you've made X amount or you've, built up to a certain amount of wealth, like when is enough enough, mm-hmm. right? When, when can you like just not worry about that anymore and just do because you want to do or give because you want to give. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when do you stop pursuing more and more and more and more and more? Right. And so I don't think that, you know, our goal ultimately is to graduate out of the business, mm-hmm. meaning like I'm not necessarily on every job site every day. Right. I have project managers and superintendents that manage that. Right. Mm-hmm. She's not doing accounting every week. Like we have bookkeepers that do it. Right. And we manage, you know, graduate out of that. Sure. To where, you know, eventually the last step is you hire a C somebody to run it for you. Sure. Right. And then you're more or less on the board together. Right? That's right. If you will. So um, because, you know, while we are in home building, we love home building and, you know, but anything we do, obviously we want to operate in best. But I don't know that we want to build houses for 40 years, mm. right? Like we got a long time before we're retired, right? And obviously we want to be retired before then, sure. right? You know, so like I said, we have rental properties and stuff. We don't want to have to work. We want to work because we enjoy it. And I think as entrepreneurs, like that's what you do. Love it. You love the game. Love it. Right? You figure out what game you want to play. You figure out how you operate in that game and go be successful. That's right. So. Yeah. Um, Getting close to, you know, closing statements. Uh, How do people get in touch with you? What's the best way for if somebody is looking to, you know, build a home? Speaking of which, who 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 is the ideal candidate, right? Who is the person that you guys want to work with? First of all, they can reach out through Instagram. Okay. Or uh, probably the best place is Instagram. We've got Instagram and TikTok and um, Facebook, but probably Instagram or um, personally reaching out to me. Okay. I'm the one who answers my phone the most. Um, <laughs> Matt's working on that. Um, so I got to relay like that it. to my clients. If they don't, you know, get an answer for him, they can call me. Mm-hmm. I may not know the answer, but I will find out for you mm-hmm. um, and get an answer back to you. But I don't know the ideal candidate. Um, you know, we've had different types of people reach out and 
a lot of um, what we have done inside contracts are in our young families mm-hmm. um, right now, essentially. Um, but we're not open or closed off to, you know, a particular group of people. But um, really just, I know you mentioned maybe being on their second or third house, but um, I really enjoyed working with the people that we have so far with it being their first time building a custom mm. home. Um, there's a lot we're learning together in the process, but it's um, just the fact that we're building their forever home for them. Um, although it's a lot of pressure, it's um, rewarding mm. um, big time. So that to me it t- has been an ideal candidate. Um, you know, someone maybe going through it the first time because there's a lot of questions and not just the construction side of it, but like the banking side and um, mm. the design side. And there's just so many different um things into play um so going through that with them and helping them out and uh, is really rewarding i think but what do you think is the ideal candidate (laughs) so so i think i think we're building that right Mm -hmm. and so i want somebody to work with us because they want to work with matt and taylor Mm. there's plenty of great home builders out there there i mean we're blessed in bullock county to have the great home builders that we have. Mm. I want somebody to come work with us because like they know us and they want to work with us. Right. And so I think, I think through our social media, right. The more that we put on there with me on camera and Taylor on camera and just show some of our personality, our processes, things that we're doing, you know, houses that we're building, people should be able to go to any one of our social medias and like kind of feel like they kind of know who we are. Sure. Right. Um, And I think that social media is really good in that. You know, you you can, get more of that aside from what you can just see on a website. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the more that we continue to put stuff on our social media and share more about us and our projects and things like that, people can like, they'll reach out to us and want to work with us because they like Matt and Taylor. Mm-hmm. Love it. Right. And so um, I think, you know, it doesn't matter who it is. We can still do a really good job of, ex- you know, going through the specifications, explaining the process, working you through your budget as you get into construction and, you know, delivering a good project. So like we can do that for anybody, mm-hmm. but like we want to work with people that want to work with us because like they like us. Absolutely. <laughs> so Absolutely. I think, and, and I think we're building that. Right. Yeah. Um, so people have reached out from some of the stuff that they've seen or someone told us about it. You know, someone told them about us. Um, but I think long term, you know, we're get, kind of getting to the point now we got a wait list. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, people will reach out to us because they've seen our stuff and they want to work with us and are willing to, be on a wait list to use us Mm -hmm. um and if people are in a rush to build right they're probably not our ideal candidate right that's right they got in really late they got to be built you know it just that might like if you want to build with us right like you know and obviously we don't want a long wait list right Mm -hmm. so we we got to manage stuff on our end but i think that's our ideal candidate somebody that wants to work with us Mm -hmm. what is uh what's the ig for the listeners out there just to um Oh gosh, I hope I don't get this wrong. Hollingsworth <laughs> underscore Holmes. Holly, it might be Hollingsworth. If the Holmes. editor can please make sure that's correct. Yes, please. <laughs> well, I think well. it's Hollingsworth underscore Holmes. I think, I think the other one was taken. I think it's Hollingsworth dash Holmes. Oh, can we bet? Because I think it's underscore. Ooh, I'm on Instagram like more than it. he is. I like so. it. I like Hollingsworth. it. <laughs> um, so it's Hollingsworth Holmes on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Awesome. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, Matt and Taylor, I want to thank you so much for coming on to the show. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the the 
what's inspiring to me about what you guys are doing right now is that there's such a focus on customer service. Mm -hmm. uh, and then on the flip side of that, there's such a attention to detail, mm -hmm. ensuring that every single detail is kind of like discussed before stepping into any sort of project. And then also kind of like just the the story of it all, right? Like, you know, the backgrounds, the, the intentionality that you guys have put behind your work mm -hmm. to get you guys to here today, I think is just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, entrepreneurship Thanks. is a lot about like the connections that you make mm -hmm. in, in, you know, the day to day. And I'm just so happy that I'm able to make this, co this connection yeah, and sure. moving forward. If there's anything that I can do for you guys, please just let me know. Same with Likewise. you too. Awesome. Yes, thank, thank, you. thank you so much for Thanks coming on to the show. Cool. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate Thanks, Adam. it. Thanks. <laughs> cool.